Welcome to the Let Love Lead podcast. My name is Lisa Covert and I'm your host. This is episode two and we are talking all about the truth about self-love. But before we do that, I have a little clip from a song. So we will be right back and we will get real and honest and we will talk about the truth about self-love. Okay, we're back. Love that song. If you want to look it up, it's uh, Let the Light Shine by Francesca Battistelli. Love it. I am a music person. I like to listen to music when I'm going through something and I associate that song to the music. And trust me, I can listen to a song and wear it out. But let's talk about self-love, the truth behind self-love. And the reason I say the truth behind self-love is because that was the biggest search for me. Those were the things that I searched in the beginning of my healing journey. I mean, I Googled, what is self-love? How do you self-love? And the truth is, if you're Googling it, if you're not sure what your passion is, you're not sure what your purpose is, you're not sure if you're authentic, you're not sure if you're being pure, you're not sure if you're being true to yourself, then I'm telling you that you could benefit from more self-love. And first I'm going to say that what I thought self-love is, and again, you can come clear or come clear with yourself, but I'm just going to be honest and tell you for myself, I thought that self-love was selfish. I thought that that was something a conceited person did like, Oh, they love themselves. And that was not a compliment. That was almost like a put down. You know, I thought that when you, you know, love some, or when you love yourself, it was almost like you, if I love myself, then I'm almost loving my family less. It, 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 again, it was a selfish kind of thing. It was never something. If somebody said, Oh, she loves herself. It was never a compliment. It was actually partially almost putting me down, you know, in a way. Um, but I can tell you all that is untrue, completely untrue. Now I know that. And to be honest, the self-love is the basis of every part of healing. Before any step begins, you will always have to go back to the self-love. So this is where we start. So the truth behind self-love, it's really actually very simple. This is, I, I, I don't know why it took so long. I wish someone would have told me what I'm about to tell you. And I hope this really helps you. I really do. So self-love is just unconditional love. Like that might sound so cliche. That might sound so simple. That might sound like what? She's not right. It's the truth. Self-love, the truth behind it and the unconditional love. I first believe that there are really, and I don't want to say only two ways, but the two ways in life where you really come to understand what unconditional love really means is two very dramatic things in life, either life, birth, or death. And let me explain a little bit. Now I had children, so I don't think that was my first experience though with understanding with unconditional love, but it, it broke me raw to understand because I went through experiences of, of death. I was going through a hard time and 
of someone very close past me. I was young. I wasn't even, I think I was 25 or 26 years old. So at that point you think that everything, you don't expect that to happen. You know, when, when you lose someone or multiple multiple people in like a tragic way, you start to, and even if it's a family member, I mean, lost a grandparent, a parent, a sibling, a cousin, anybody, a teacher. I mean, unfortunately it happens, but when, what I'm talking about is the unconditional part is that all of a sudden when that happened, the, again, the first experience for me was losing someone close. I can look back and the things I was really angry about or vengeful about, you know, like, Oh, I've been punished and I was angry about, I all of a sudden have this feeling of like forgiveness. Like that wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I think I can let that go now. Let's move forward from that because look what can, look what can happen. Look at this. So the unconditional allowed me is what I'm saying is it, 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 it allowed me to get it. My love was without a condition. And that was my first experience with understanding unconditional love. But of course, over time, you learn to move forward, you learn to cope and that unconditional love that I felt at that time, I understood it. It always was with me and I I believe you are ever changed by something like that because you know those raw feelings, how you felt. Maybe someone else didn't feel the same. Maybe you forgave, but they didn't. But it, it still was an experience for me. And that's pretty much for me. Mine was kind of like a one way street kind of forgiveness. And again, it was, it was really not a big deal, but it was a beginning of that is what I'm trying to explain. But the truth again, for me, mine, again, everybody's different, but I said, I do think the two biggest is when, when someone passes or birth. So when I had my first son was the real truth about Oh my gosh, I love this human. I don't even know who he is. He's screaming at me. He's doing everything that I've ever thought a person should not do. And I still love him. I want to help him. I want to do anything I can to help him be the happiest and everything all at once. And again, the same thing I believed happened. You know, again, you give birth, you might be in pain. Well, you forget that none of that kind of stuff mattered un- because you knew what unconditional love is. And that is self-love. That is the goal because at both of those moments, I can tell you in life. And again, I had another child, so I experienced it again and I've experienced death too. So again, I experienced those again, but they were blinks moments and they didn't continue unless I continued them. So again, hopefully that you've been through some experience because I want you to understand what unconditional love is to be self-love. So when I consider self-love, again, I first considered it as a selfish thing. Then I moved forward and was trying to understand and said, okay, so this is self-love is an unconditional love thing. So, okay, it's not selfish. It's something that is actually good for us. It's a whole, it helps us feel and be whole and why it is so essential for unconditional love, self-love is that feeling that you feel 
when someone has passed and you're more willing to forgive. You're feeling more compassion. You overlook things. You, you know, kind of long to be with someone and, or feel that love with a person or multiple people. And your, your anger, your upset, your anxiety, all the fears that you had don't seem as important. Okay. That is the kind of love that you try to have for yourself. And I say that slowly because it almost at first I can tell you, I thought that that was something impossible. I also thought that it was something that, so not only did I think it was something like, why would I, why would I even try for that? That's not real. How can I ever feel as much love that I did for my child or the flood of forgiveness and compassion that I had when people lost their lives? How can I have all that for myself? I mean, come on. I mean, that's the truth. I'm just telling it to you real. It wasn't something that I thought was, I thought it was impossible to have that. So I stayed in that state until I finally realized, and it, you can look at your life one day, you will finally truly see this for the truth, but you cannot love someone else unconditionally if you cannot love yourself unconditionally. So let me say that again. You cannot love someone else completely unconditionally until you love yourself unconditionally. And this is a whole, I could give you 5,000 reasons or facts, but I'm not a big, I've read tons of books and researched, but I am, I'm a storyteller. So there was there's always stories that I see or hear or experience and I just attach and it just creates the feelings. So whenever I think of self-love and it being unconditional, I remember watching this show. And if you haven't watched it, you got to see it. Like I'm a golden girls fan. And now I've become a Gracie and or Frankie, Frankie and Gracie, Gracie and Frankie. I forget them. It's, either name, they switch it. So there it's Jane Fonda and, uh, the other woman, there's two women and they're in their seventies, actually, I think eighties now, but there was one episode where one of, it was their friend, but they were friends with this woman when they were not living together. So anyway, it's both of their friends, this one woman, but she comes to Frankie, the one woman and divulges to her that, you know, She's, you know, the cancer came back and she doesn't want to fight it again. And she has decided that she is going to end her life. She's just she went to the doctor. The cancer's all over. There is no solution to. She said it's just as she puts it in words, the doctor says no good options or no good outcomes. So she decides full heartedly. Uh, that she has decided to end her life. And she says in the thing where I'm a woman, you know, and she is, she seems like, you know, a 
breathe in peace, out happiness. Like she seems like a very happy woman. So when she says this, that she has decided to end her life, I mean, there's no changing the woman's mind. She has decided this and she's asking for Frankie's help. Frankie is a little apprehensive. She doesn't really want her to do this. She doesn't really believe in her doing it. Like all these kind of feelings. And she's very distracted for days thinking about this and her and Grace are in a little disagreement so she hasn't told her any of this. Plus it was, you know, she, Frankie was not going to say anything to Grace because she wanted Bar, um, babe to say something. So, okay. So it comes to a point where they're all three of them together and babe tells Grace the same thing and says, I've decided, you know, the cancer came back. I'm going to end my life and I'm going to have a huge celebration. And I would like for you to come. It's the end of all parties. Well, Grace decides that she cannot come to the party. She does not support her beliefs. She is, it just goes against, in her words, it, this goes against everything I believe in. I cannot support you, babe. And then she's in tears. She's crying. You know, I can't do this. Well, it comes to the night and, and babe says, I totally understand. And she lets it go. Well, it comes to the night of the party and Frankie comes in like, you know, she's ready to leave to go because they're neighbors. So babe, it's a few doors down from Grace and Frankie. So Frankie comes in and Grace is sitting there in a robe, like watching TV. And Frankie's like, you mean you're really not going? Like, what do you mean? You're really not going? And Grace is like, yes, I'm not going. I told you I cannot support. I do not approve of what babe is doing. And Frankie says these words and it changed like my whole perception. She said, babe's not asking for your approval. She's asking you to love her, not for her choices, but to love her. She's asking for something that you are apparently incapable of giving unconditional love. And Grace kind of like, what, what, whoa, she kind of like backs up and gets a little emotional about this. And Frankie leaves. And the next scene is Grace calls one of her daughters. Her name is Brianna. And I mean, this girl is like, if you want to talk about real and saying it straight, this girl says it <laughs> like out. So she calls her and she's in the car and she's like, Hey mom. She's like, everything. Okay. It's kind of late. What's going on? And, uh, Grace is like, Oh yeah, fine. I just had a question for you. She says, you felt unconditionally loved by me. Right. And Brianna's like, um, no mom, that's not something you do. And she's like, gosh, I hope I didn't, you know, hurt your feelings. I mean, this, this isn't a national secret, right? I just, I didn't just, uh, you know, I didn't just tell you something that you didn't know. Right. She goes, I figured you couldn't show me unconditional love because you were never unconditional with yourself. And I was like, wow. So that to me, that whole story and I, I hope you would see the episode, but it's, it encompasses to me what, what self-love really is that and how important in your life. So self-love for yourself does not just affect you. It affects everyone around you. And again, this daughter was completely on key and most people don't even understand that, but she accepted and came to forgiveness that her mom was very, was very conditional with her love for her, but it was because she could never unconditionally love herself. 
And I'm just going to tell you the truth is you can be married to someone, you can have children, you can take care of somebody, you can work and be the most caring and loving person you can possibly be. But if the whole time you're sitting in with yourself and you're looking in the mirror and critiquing and saying all the things that are, that are bad about you, putting yourself down when you don't, you know, follow a diet perfectly, never complimenting yourself and only putting yourself down. If you are constantly just being with yourself and treating yourself like that, how can you think that you can be unconditional with other people? You can act like you are, you can put up a show, but once you get close and something happens, you will act the same way you do it yourself. Think about a diet and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to stick to this. I'm going to lose some weight. And then, oh, well, I really, tonight didn't happen the way it was. I lost a few pounds this week, but they're going out and, oh gosh, I'll be terrible if I eat more than my calories or, you know, just putting yourself down. Maybe, you know, you come to that early stage and you can be like, hey, okay, so I've been doing really good. I'm not going to just blow everything. But how about I stay in a calorie count of this or extra carbs this or whatever you're doing, but give yourself forgiveness and coming to an agreement and something that works and okay, fine. I tracked it or, you know, it's, it's, it's finding things to celebrate. And what I'm saying is, is that when you meet somebody and you have a, a friend and the relationship is starting great. You're having like, you are unconditional in the beginning, but once you transition over and you start hanging out with this person more, you will start to treat them with the same conditions you do yourself. And I I mean, I know that that it almost doesn't feel, I, I never thought that that was actually true, but seeing and watching that show, that episode really helped me to understand this. Okay. So here's a few others. Um, we talked about this too. So I want you to test your self-love. I want you to do this. I hope you do. There's multiple ways and I'll give you some, first, let me give you some solutions to it and then we can go over some tests for you because I'm going to be honest, you might be a little surprised in your lack of self-love. I said the criticism, everything else to yourself, but how you really release and move forward is feeling that way. Like, again, if you remember losing someone and feeling that overwhelming of compassion, forgiveness, things did not matter as much. You did not feel like you finally stepped back and you're not in that war zone. And you're like, this is not that important to fight this back and forth. That is the unconditional for yourself. That same exact feeling. It's, it's, it's more, it's almost more important to find the love, the compassion, the peace, the happiness, the joy than it is to fight back. Than it is to prove that you are right. Than it is to stand up for yourself. Than it is to take the power back. I have the control or I can do this. Don't you tell me. All that gone. That is the kind of love for yourself. The relationship having with yourself. It's almost like, again, meeting yourself for the first time. Because you really are. So how to release those are 
to make them exploit them, get them out in the open. And I think one of the biggest things about self-love was talking to myself. I really thought that I was like kooky, but I do that so often. I will, I go for a walk and I put earbuds in and I'm talking, but I'm talking to myself. I am like letting it out. At first I felt like a kooky, but again, the more I did it, the more it felt real, more it helped. But I am one of those people that I think I do better when I think out loud. So that works best for me. I also write in my journal and let it all out. These are some big things that I do to let it out. And why you do is let it out. And I will go in the next couple episodes and I will, I'm creating this uh, discovery kind of sheet so you can actually get this out and start processing it to resolution because that's what healing is. But get it out in the open, exploit what you're feeling and stop beating yourself up about it. Think if your friend would say that same sentence and say, okay, if I would say to myself, oh my gosh, um, you know, I've done really good. I've been losing weight as I wanted. I'm really sticking to this. But tonight, oof, I wanted to celebrate. And um, I don't know, something big happened. So went out with my friend and that's the story. This is what really happened. So today I recently published my book, Own You, which we'll have the details below. Um, so I recently published the book. So I went with my friend and she was really promoting like, Hey, celebrate this. And I'm like, you're right. I, that's a right. Let's celebrate this. This is my first book published. I'm so excited. It was great. And I'm like, let's do it. Like, and then I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to go over my calories. I've been really successful in losing the weight that I've wanted and I want to kind of keep the rolling, the ball rolling. So I don't want to do this. I don't want to overeat. I don't want to do this. And I, I started the battle with myself. Oh man, here you are again, Lisa. You're just forgetting it all. You've worked so hard. You've done this. Now you're just going to throw it all away. And I was really talking down to myself. And because I was with her, I was almost able to talk it through myself. And I thought about as if she would say that. What would I have said to her if she said, I've been doing so well, I haven't, you know, I really want to keep losing, whatever. And I just said to myself what I would say to her, which was, you don't have to eat the whole place. Get a, a, a you know, a little pizza and a salad. You can stay well in, in the calorie count, have really have fun, enjoy it, just eating massive calories doesn't make you feel good anyway. So just track it and do it. And if you eat over the calories, oh, well, you tracked it. And today you already weighed in. So you have a whole nother week before you weigh again. So that was the talk I had with myself. And that is the kind of stuff that you want to do. It's, it's write it out and, and almost have that conversation with it as if you're having it with your best friend and acquaintance, someone you care about. And you can resolve it because you, you, you tend to give compassion to a friend or something more than you do yourself. But now that is turning to have that relationship with yourself. Okay. So that's what you're going to do afterwards, but here's your test to show you the lack or the positive amount of, or the abundance amount of unconditional self-love that you have for yourself. 
one of my biggest, which I've talked about in my book is looking in the mirror and saying to yourself, I love you looking straight in your eyes and saying that if you have a hard time doing that, that's showing you that you, you can really benefit. That is one of the biggest healings. And I say, go for it. If you're looking for passion, you're looking for your purpose, you're Googling it, you're wondering if you're authentic, then you're lacking in self-love. Um, if you cannot look at your body and say, okay, there's some improvement. I'm not saying that matte reflection is exactly what I want to see, but I do have some good qualities. I like this about myself. I like my shoulders. Um, I like my body frame. I like my body. I'm not looking for someone else's body. I just want to make my, I want to get my body looking better, more fit. If you're not saying those kind of things, if you're just criticizing yourself, then you're very much lacking in self-love. If you're comparing yourself to others, if you're comparing, I don't know, your spouse to other spouses, you're comparing your friends to other friends, you're comparing your children, you're comparing a possible significant other, a significant other, a partner. If you're comparing neighbors, you're comparing your life. You, unconditional love is you're lacking with self unconditional love. If, um, if you choose to see all your flaws or see your flaws overseeing your positive qualities, your talents, if you lack or have a difficult time in forgiving yourself or forgiving others, I tell you all these because these are the triggers. These are the ones and the triggers. Once you know your triggers, you can stop your triggers. It's think about your triggers like, um, okay. So if every time you go to, um, I don't know, remember when I was a kid, I don't know why this is all coming to me, but, um, friendlies, we used to go to friendlies and I remember having the sandwich. I remember the, it was some thousand Island. It was like a club or something like that, the sandwich, but I could never go to that place without having a Reese's peanut butter cup Sunday. Well, if I don't want to have that Reese's peanut cup, peanut butter cup Sunday right now, then do not take yourself to that place. Do not go to friendlies. Decide that that's your reward in the end. I'm going to go have friendlies. But your triggers are the same exact thing. Don't put yourself in this situation. If you're a smoker and you like to smoke when you go out and drink, well, then try to stay away from that for a little bit. Maybe try to have a drink in a different social situation. You know, that's what we're talking about. That is healing. And the part of it is, is to stop judging and getting mad at yourself for that feeling or that thought coming up. That's the key of self-love. So not only, okay, when we understand, and this is the last piece, is unconditional. Unconditional does not mean, oh, let's put it because everybody, you can understand, everyone can understand as a partner. If you have a partner, does that unconditional love, does that mean that you don't ever get mad at them? It does not mean that you don't like certain things about them. There's things you don't like. There's things like that doesn't mean any of that but that means you love anyway that means that even though I look in the mirror and my body does not look the exact way that I would draw it up or imagine it up I don't want a different body I want my body I still love it I'm going to find the qualities that are good and if I want to improve I'm going to put the effort in if I want to um, accomplish something. If I want to, you know, 
again, if you want a partner, unconditional does not mean that you don't have other feelings that are not positive. You are not 100% positive all the time. But that means you love anyway. That means it's you're not mad because you have different talents or qualities. You're not mad because, you know, your body does not have the breast size as you would have dreamed of or your hips are smaller or larger. Like it's taking what you have and owning it, finding the positive about it. Okay. I'm going to give it like the last example. I always think about my space, um, myself. When I think about self-love, I, it's my time. I try to spend time with me. Like I said, I go walks. I talk to myself. I write my journal. Um, sometimes I go in the car and talk to myself or, you know, and when you have kids, you're pretty much talking to yourself anyway, because they don't listen to you. (laughs) So it's a constant talking to myself and by myself or not by myself. Well, I, my special place for me, uh, you know, have our house and there's plenty of space, but I seem to have to, you know, the only place is my closet where I can close the door and get privacy and be with me. Well, you know, it's this square and maybe I, I could, you know, if I had to pick it, say, Ooh, I'd like a bigger closet because I can have more space. I can have more that I can do. But instead of wanting more space, I learned to love the space I had and give it the best and get everything I need from the space. So example, I wanted a desk and I love to meditate, get silent. And I love to look at the nature in the closet it has no windows. So my husband, I got, he got me a picture where it looks like the water and the stream is running through. And I have my little thing with the water and rocks that it runs. It's not on right now because you would hear it in the background. But so I have that. And I really, when, when this picture, I have it up on the wall and when I'm in that mode, I'm like, yeah, sitting on my pillows, just relaxing and maybe drinking coffee. But then when I am in the mode of I'm ready to work, I want to be on my computer. I want to look at something. I want to read a book. My husband made it that that picture frame, it's like kind of clipped and it comes straight down and it's a desk table. So amazing husband, right? But not only just that, what I'm saying is, is that you yourself, your body, your thoughts, your life, think of it like the closet. Don't ask for another closet. How can you have everything you want with the same closet? There's always a solution. There's always, there's a, you know, Ikea will help you make your closet and everything you need, small spaces. Well, this is the same exact thing is learning to love you for you. It's the, you know, grace understanding that maybe she was critical. And in the end of that story, Grace ends up realizing that Babe didn't tell her because she wanted her approval or she was trying to go against Grace's beliefs. She realized that she loved Babe. And even if she didn't like her choices, even if she was so upset and didn't want her to do what she was doing, she loved her. And that is unconditional love. Loving our friends even when they do things we don't like. It's 
you know, loving our life, even when it didn't work out the way that we structured or planned it. When you can love yourself and look in the mirror and say, I love you, blank, whatever your name is. Like I would say, I love you, Lisa. It, it changes and you really start to see the qualities and you will begin to see the qualities in others. You really, really will. You'll understand that, you know, maybe standing up to, you know, maybe being right isn't as important as it was before. It, uh, the love and the joy that you get from loving is, it's amazing. And there's just the difference between conditional and unconditional. So some ways to end this that I do to begin my self-love journey, because when you start to realize this, you will realize that how much you get to know. Number one, write that, talk about whatever you have to say out loud that you're feeling, be sad about it. Just do it. Say it out loud. Write it, you know, out there. But forgive and release it. Forgiveness is not for someone else. Forgiveness is for you. If you're holding on to it, if you're having a tight back, if you're feeling tight in any way, shape, or form, you're not letting go. It's focusing on the pleasure over the pain. You know, it's positive self-talk, it's self-care, self-love. All that is unconditional. There is no judgment, there's no blame, there's no feeling guilty for it, nothing. If you're going to have that piece of cake, you own it, you put it in there, you have the piece of cake, you decide what's next, and you let it go. Because holding on to that is not healthy for anyone. So last thing, um, I watched something, um, recently from Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham is a, um, plus size model. And she said this recently that I saw it. I think she was talking to Jay Shetty and it just left me like feeling aware of how much more again, self-love, how important it is. And that's my, that's all I can do is leave you with this. I want you to understand how important self-love is and to go for it. And if you message me, if you have questions again, I'm going, I'm working on uh, something to give away so you can discover, but I want to help wherever I can. So again, just go to my website, let love lead L E T and it's love L U V lead L E A D. So L E T L U V L E A D.com or just search on Facebook or Instagram. But I will leave you this. Ashley Graham was asked the question about, you know, being authentic. And this was her thing. Staying true to who you are is easy when you get to know who you are. So I'll say it again. Staying true to who you are is easy when you get to know who you are. So get to know you. You're a beautiful person. You have amazing qualities. And you're a really cool person to hang out with. So get to know you. Read a book with you. Watch a movie with you. Lay in bed with you. Just let go of those negative, hurtful feelings. Let them out. They're not, they're not helping you. They're not serving you. And they're not serving your life or anyone else. You are a light in this world and you are meant to shine. And you cannot shine if you keep beating yourself up. So, okay, I hope you found some value in this. And again, I 
I, my new book is out there. It's called own you. And it is, I call it's for going from trauma to triumph. So if you ever feel broken, you're feeling any of this, um, the stuff that we talked about today, then I believe that you would love my book. You can go to Amazon or you can go to my website and I'm giving, uh, the first chapter free. So, and again, just go to the website and scroll down and I will send you the free chapter and the link for you to the buy book if you would like to. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much and, uh, we will talk again soon. Bye.